Well, hello and welcome back to the DC UK podcast. This is season three, episode 23, and I'm your host, James Graham. As you'll see alongside me over this side, we've got Angus. Say hello, Angus. How's it going, everyone? Glad to be back. And you'll see down below, it's Daniel Wise. How are you doing? I, it's good to be back. Thank you for having me. It has been, as as they say, the kids say, a hot minute. Is that right? The hottest minute. But um, this is, you're, you're a kid, aren't this you? Is, is the that right? Time yeah, to I'm be 22. <laughs> you could say it's been a hot minute. You could say it's been a brick. Um, it's been a while. That's that's the easiest way to say it. I'll go with that. That that's the uh the typical thing to say. It has been a long time. Well, it's not been a long time. It's been a couple of weeks since the last episode. Um, but yes, we've had the international break. Um, it's there's a few things happens, you know. But Daniel, like I said, it's been close to a month. I want to say, if not longer. And uh, look, you know what? I, here's the thing: the the food analogies they're out the window. What? They're out. Why? Because you know what? Right now, like the dirty, dirty Blanca main that I am in Street Fighter, the international break, MLS playoffs has me charged up. I'm electrified, and this is the best time to be watching uh, soccer here in America. So, you know, I am ready to get right into this. So, you know what? No more, no more hush puppies, which I had for the first time uh, a couple of weeks ago when I made a trip back to Virginia. Uh, Totally Delicious, got it wrong. Uh, what hush puppies are? But like, yeah, you did. You really did. But that, they, that... <laughs> they are delicious, aren't they? Fantastic! Oh my goodness! Uh, deli- but but no, no more of that. Uh, it's time to get aggressive. It's not vamos por mas. Is vamos por uh, todas? Because we have to go for broke. We have to take it all like thieves in the night. <laughs> DC United has to win every single game I mean, I mean uh, every single game but they need to get into the playoffs on on an upswing and i think with the last six games here four of those six are home games and as dc united has established audi field is a fortress and i'm feeling really good going into this stretch indeed angus how'd you top that i'm excited um, I know that's not really topping it, but I am very excited. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I'm excited. There is almost too much soccer to watch right now. I, re- I and, and not to mention, there are plenty of other sports starting up. Hockey started this week. The NHL started. So I was triple to quadruple the quintuple boxing stuff on Wednesday night with Loudoun United, with the Spirit, with the men's national team, with the Washington Capitals. It was fast furious and i'm still recovering i guess from that it was it was like an nfl sunday on a wednesday night that's that's that that's the analogy i can use you have no idea what that means oh, but well no is insane let me just say seven hours of commercial free football that's what it felt like on wednesday night i'll take that that that's that's what i mean i've had days like that where i'd get up have my breakfast, you have some morning, morning football on, then you get your lunchtime kickoff, you'll have your bit of soccer Saturday on, um, because you know that's what we have over here, the Jeff Stelling drinking game, great game to play, especially when you get Chris Kamara comes on and says, unbelievable Jeff, and that's many shots. Then you get your, your 5.30 kickoff, then you get your evening kickoff, oh, 
It's a day of football. So I'm ready for this last six games. And I think we're, we're assuming for the playoff, it's whether we get this home tie or not. That's that's the big question. And we will talk about that. Um, but first, as always, uh, score prediction update um, from the previous one. It's not really been much change. It's still, well, I'm on 13 points. Uh, Dan, you're on 20 points. I've actually caught up with you a little bit. I've got I've gained two points on you. Gained two points. And Tom's still sat on um eight. So who it hasn't been able to make it this evening. But um from what he's been saying, he probably will be in the chat. So um we'll keep an eye on that. And whilst you're out there, if you're out there and you're watching and you want a question asked and answered, drop it in and we'll answer it live on the show. Um but let's crack on uh, with some of the uh, news and talking points. Like I said, for, it's been a couple of weeks, but after that Orlando game, we did drop down to fifth in the standings with Orlando moving up above us, um, which was a bit of a sucker punch, that one. But again, we'll come on to that in a moment when we do the match catch-up. Um, six games remaining. Um, let's just pull up who we've got left and let's try and work out where we're going to pick up those points. Um, first up is Nashville this weekend. I should note that. Tomorrow, how do we think we're going to do in that one? Do you think we'll pick up three points, one point? What do we reckon? Well, we need three, right? Yeah. That that's and to be honest, who knows what'll happen? We've played two other teams in three, if you include Nashville for the first leg, that have more draws than they do wins at this point in the season, mm. and we are, let's see, two one and one against them. The other two teams being FC Cincinnati and Toronto FC. Um, our goal differential, apart from the Nashville blunder, uh, is positive, even though we, ha- in spite of the Nashville blunder. Um, and to be honest, I do not count any results that did not have Bill Hamid between the sticks. Mm. I, I I hate to say that because um, John Kempen and Chris Seitz are both great, great people. Um, they were at the Spirit game uh, with Drew Scundrich on Saturday. Yep. And they're supporting the soccer in the community, but they're just not at the same level as arguably one of the greatest goalkeepers to ever play in the MLS, Bill Hamid. So I do not count personally any result that does not have him starting as a any sort of tell as to how a second game with him starting would look because he is that kind of game changer. Yeah, absolutely. He is. He does play at a DP level for me. He is. He's that kind of player. He, we are so much weaker without him. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I think it's, it's a, this weekend's going to be tight. And again, I'll give my score prediction at the end. But it's going to be a close one because Nashville, they're good at keeping clean sheets, especially on the road at the moment. They're not far off breaking a record on that. Um, but yeah. Um, I think we can pick something up this weekend. Then the next game is a midweek game against New England. Dan, what do we reckon on that one? Oh man, so you know that this season, I, uh, I, I am, I have never been afraid to say when um, I don't feel good about DC in uh, their chances uh, on on particular games. Um, it's going to be really tough. Um, 
but I, I just, I just don't really see new England kind of giving up their momentum. Uh, even though it is going to be a home game. Um, I, I, that's just one that I'm kind of chalking up, uh, as at best, I'm hoping maybe a tie. No, again, yet to play them with Bill Hamid. Both games were away and on turf. So no Andy Nahar in either game. Granted, the first one was the second game of the season, but we only lost that game on the back of a Brendan Hines-like own goal. True. It was a one nothing finish. And we did get the jump on New England the second time we played them with Paul Ariel scoring with, like, I don't know, like a minute in. But then he obviously injured himself on the goal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how does that game shake out if we don't have to automatically go to our bench 10 minutes into the first half? And that game also finished 3-2. to two. Granted, the second goal came in garbage time. A beautiful strike by, is it today's birthday or was yesterday's birthday? Um, Ramon Wanchope Albia. Great strike. The one chop will, will uh, one chop waltz of a player. Yeah, well, that didn't happen until the they next game. But but that was a great, you know, it it was a good indicator that we can beat a team like New England. They're the kind. This team is the kind of team that can give anyone the business on any given day. Um, we're gonna discuss it later, but who knows what'll happen? Uh, given what our attack is going to look like on Saturday yeah. and what it likely will look like on Wednesday. We shall see, um, but who knows? I think yeah. there's it's all to play for at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And then the following game. It's scary uh, for sure, though, I'll be honest. <laughs> y- yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, we could end up coming out with this without any point. I mean, the, it could anything could happen we could in go the to next New York two. City on. We could go to New York City next Saturday with zero, with yeah. a two-game losing streak. I could see it. I don't personally think it's going to happen no. but it's 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 not within the realm of possibility exactly um so yeah so new york city fc um over uh i can't i think i thought it was at red bull arena but it's at yankee it stadium is. now oh they moved it now yeah well can't, i'm on the dc website fixture list and it's down as uh, yankee stadium oh well, good for them and they're actually Finally playing at home home area yeah i mean i don't know whether that's going to be an advantage or a disadvantage for them at the moment Oh, I um, could see it being an advantage for DC United, actually, but that's depends just... on how much of that carpet gets uh, kicked yeah. up. Well, yeah, that's it. Oh, I guess it? the Yankee season is over, so yeah, is they it... wouldn't have to worry about. It. They can, yeah, but again, one the, of the things that just go the smaller, the smaller, narrower field, it's probably going to appeal the pressing team. So we'll see. Fair. So yeah, yeah, that one is at the Yankee Stadium, um, which is always a good surprise, and then. The following game, which is, for me, it's on the 28th of October. For you guys, it's on the 27th. Um, it's Red Bull at home. That is the Red Bull game. We have five games yeah. in 15 days <laughs> to effectively close the season out. It's a so, massive, massive ask, isn't it? How do you yeah, rotate the squad? How do you keep everyone fresh? Especially coming off an international break where we had three games in a week before then our internationals got three games in a week and then they got to come back and do the same thing again and then again. And yeah, it's yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. There's, there's literally no, no rest for the wicked on this one. No Um, rest for Paul Ariola until now. Well, yeah, exactly. He's now getting the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we got Columbus at Audi field again, um, on, uh, 
For you, it's Halloween. It's for me. It's Halloween. So it could be a scary thought. It's the Hallow's Eve. It is the Hallow's Eve. And then the final game of the season, seventh of November, for everyone. Yes, it's finally a good kickoff. It's the only kickoff that's a decent one for the rest of the regular season. Um, Eight thirty for us over here in the UK, Um, but it's uh, decision day and decision day. The Eastern Conference goes first. It's all. It's going to be a good one. I think. I mean, it's if you could pick There's any a, team to play at the end of the season, Toronto would be up there. I uh, yeah. I would. Although I would we said, warn we though. Said, yeah, I would warn that um, Toronto is is not forgetting the shellacking that they received uh, early in the season, and depending on just where the pendulum is uh you know or or you know in terms of like where dc stands on in the playoff picture uh they could very well play spoiler in that scenario and uh completely wash this season um that would be a tragedy and i i you know of the teams that are kind of in this final push uh i I think DC has a solid enough approach and are confident enough that they can get in. So mm. it's going to be tight. I mean, this is, this is why I love about MLS is, you know, people love the magic about, you know, those certain premier league seasons, uh, you know, like 2012 or 2018, you know, where you had those top two teams kind of striving for that, you know, for, for the championship. But I mean, in MLS, this is what's so good about it is that you're having that 2012 scenario among probably six different teams. And at the end of the season, um, there, there are going to be some broken hearts because everyone at this point is believing that they can get into that playoff picture. But this, uh, this is, this is going to be nuts. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, definitely. I would also like to add, we said the same thing about playing FCC in 2019. And they were in a very similar situation. Yeah. And we had FCC at home. So, granted, both situations are different in their own ways. However, us being in a playoff spot, wanting to keep a playoff spot, pushing for a home playoff game, playing the last place team in the East, you know, it, the, the history, the recent history is still fresh in a lot of people's minds. Yeah. But then in those days we had Ben, we now have Vernon. So that's true. It's different, completely different style of football as that well, is which true. is always Grass nice. Field away day too, which isn't usually what happens. No, no, you're right. It always seems that the the away days are on the turf, apart from Red Bull and Philly. Yeah. Did you see um, the video that came out today? Uh, was it yesterday? Or it might have been yesterday with Hernan's uh, sort of geeing up the uh, the fans on socials. That was very. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed watching that this morning. I was just like. That's something I could definitely get behind. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Speaking of what was happening on socials, that chain that Yo Gotti got made. <laughs> yeah, <gasps> I saw that. I saw that. I I think it's great for starters. It's fantastic. Because um, I saw no. that a month, maybe a couple weeks ago. I don't have any perception of time anymore when he was first announced as the owner. So go back to whenever that was. That's yep. when he got it originally. I appreciate it because 
it shows he's not only investing in the team, he's investing in his own brand with the team. Yeah. And if he wears that on stage, people are going to see that. They're definitely going to see that. And they're going to go, what is that? And they'll Google DC United and maybe they'll catch a game or two, or maybe they'll buy some merchandise, which is all going to come back to help the team in the first place. So if he wants to do that with his own money, go ahead. Lord knows I've wasted my money on DC United stuff before. He's just doing it to the he's just doing it to the next degree. Yeah. I I completely respect that sort of thing. I you know, um I don't know. I I I kind of uh there's something fascinating just about uh just creating the most gigantic pieces of jewelry and just just decking them out. Um for me for me you know personally like obviously like not not really a, a style i would go for uh but you know it's it's just it's incredible and it's uh, you know i think in in the uh sort of scheme I, it's it's a tasteful piece i think <laughs> relatively speaking it it is it's tasteful it is true to dc united uh, he he doesn't really fuss with the uh, with the uh icon much like he 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 has respect for it so hey i'm all for that it's it's just it was so loud and brash and out there i was just like oh wow i know i know you got america big, big is better absolutely for us it is just like oh. you have to respect it oh wow <laughs> Wasn't expect that much um, shininess. I think a magpie would love it, if I'm honest. I think magpie. Do you guys have magpies over there? I don't Do you think even so. know what I'm talking about? I I know of them. So you, a magpie bird, very sh- likes very shiny things. Fair Angus enough. is Angus is googling it right now. I can tell. I am. Yeah. So we don't have this bird. No. From Fair looking enough. at the pictures. But yep. we do have birds that have infatuations with shiny things, like crows and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 probably very similar to that, I would assume, but maybe they take it to the next degree. I don't know. I mean, they, they put it in their own nests and everything. Hmm. I think I crows don't know are the same thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We had, a, we, we had a painted warbler, which is a very important bird that doesn't usually end up around the D.C. area here this time last year, I think. And... Yeah, people just flocking to where it was supposedly living and just wait, literally waiting to see this bird. And I, I don't get it, but yeah, people mm. like it. Yeah, bird watchers. People like seeing birds. Bird yep. watchers love it, I guess. Yep. Um, Albert has just uh, popped up on the chat saying, if he can buy DCU, no. Well, I didn't even know those existed. You can get them then... for $2 on the team store. Really? They're super on sale. They're like, yeah. Amazing. I think Albert actually That's bought one, cool. if I remember correctly. Uh, um, I, he just says, uh, you've got, you can overspend on a chain. Yeah. I mean, I, I really did not know gnomes existed. That's amazing. Who knows if he's it's overspending? I mean, that's sort of the thing is I, I don't know Yogati's uh, net worth, but like, you know, something like that, if if, if it makes sense, you know? Uh, and I mean, uh, yeah. I think I think as a, as an ambassador, I think it's something that pays for itself over time. I think oh, both me and Ang- Angus have got the uh, same idea there, where we're googling the net worth of your guy. <laughs> Supposedly, it's sixteen million U.S. dollars, which you know eh, might eh. even go up. Yeah, it might yeah. go up with his purchase of the club too, because that's definitely an investment. Um, hmm. he 
supposedly dropped a sizable chunk on the team as well, considering the overall evaluation was so high based yeah. off of his purchase. Um, so, yeah, I mean, isn't it knows? like uh, three quarter billion now? Yeah, like we're like we're 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 double what we're almost double what what Newcastle was taken over for, I think. Mm. Oh, so never forget start. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think if I remember rightly, we're worth more than Everton Football Club, which Probably. is just which is just bonkers. Yeah, absolutely I mean, bonkers. If you believe the valuations, obviously uh, the valuations yeah. don't mean shit. But yeah, we'll believe that one out. Um, we'll believe it when someone cuts the check, right? Well, exactly. Yeah, when we start yeah. seeing things being spent and actually seeing a physical return on it. Um, speaking of things being spent and physical returns. New training facilities. They look yeah. rather nice. Yeah. Um, Everyone was bashing them when they saw the outside. And then they open up the doors. And they're like, oh, never mind. Yeah, that looks quite nice. It, it looks very, very nice. Lots of good kit in there. Um, the pictures look really nice for them to be training on. Got no It's not about how issues. it looks. It's about how effective it is and how yeah. it makes the players feel. Right? Yeah. I mean, they all if smiled you- for the photos. Well, yeah, but you know everybody seems to be excited about it. Every single player posted about it on their social medias, which is a good sign. Yeah. Um, shoot, Nahar even just Nahar just got to see it today for the first time, and he was all over social media with it. So yeah, and, and, and Nahar would know, you know, sort of like how probably how the old uh, training facilities were back in the day. So like this is probably just a, a tremendous upgrade, and he and yeah, I mean, it's it's super yeah. impressive. And when you think he's been obviously been over to Europe and played for Champions League uh, football mm-hmm. side Anderlecht, who would have had really good facilities. And you think about the way their youth academy works and all the players that come through that youth academy, they're going to have some really good facilities. So he knows what a good facility is. So if he's enjoying it, then I'm happy for that. So, so yeah. Yeah. Um, other things, as you mentioned earlier, Angus, Paul is having a nice little rest. He got injured in the warm-up to... It was the last US uh, men's game, wasn't it? Yes, it was the men's game against Costa Rica, so that would have been on Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, he suffered a right groin injury, according to Stephen Goff, um, the severity of which we do not know. And all we know is that it happened in warm-ups, and he was replaced by uh, Timothy Way, the son of George Way. Um, yeah, legend. Yeah, and the president mm-hmm. of Liberia. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we got the mine. first family of soccer playing for the United States. It's just crazy, isn't for it? For what it's worth. Yep. Um, and then other bits on the injury report. Um, Skundrich is cleared. Um, Perez is questionable. Um, and Paul Flores and... Jordi Reyna are all ruled out. Um, I know Skundrich is... Um, it feels like he's a bit of Marmite. You either love him or you hate him. Um, because I know some people on the DCUK chat aren't so up on him, I want to say. But Dan, what's your thoughts on Skundrich? You know, to a degree, I, I respect people who have moxie. And Skundrich is a guy who's got it. Um, he'll take shots that are completely inadvised but uh you know 
I'm like, you know what? Go for it. Because, you know, there there are so many times where, you you know, players these days have like an open shot and they'll end up trying to dish the ball, uh, you know, centrally or something like that. Uh, but One I show love way. guys that just just pull the trigger. So uh, Skundrich, you know, even, even if he's, you know, uh, out of the stratosphere, you know, in terms of, of accuracy, uh, I still applaud it. And yeah, he's, he's a guy who gets out there. He knows his role in, in the club and, and he uh, will, f- he fills in nicely wh- wherever he's needed. And I think coming in with this uh, game against uh, Nashville, um, he's going to have a role there, uh, you know, with, with the people that are out. I think he's going to, I would say he's probably going to get the start uh and and we'll see uh how that works out mm. no that's an interesting call um angus your thoughts on uh, so on Skundrich? so i like him but uh, i think there's a but there's always a but um the thing is is i think that he has a certain role and i don't think his role is a starting player i think it's Drew not Skundrich, yeah it, i think yeah if, I think Drew Scundrich is the type of dude you put out there to run around and clean up in the last 20, right? There's a reason why people are saying he doesn't even have a true position is because he's just running around making sure we don't concede late, right? That's his job. The thing is, is if you start a player like that, you let everyone know right from the jump, you're not playing to win. Because he's not the kind yeah. of guy who's going to win you a game. He just, he isn't. And if I am proven wrong on Saturday and he gets a start and bangs in two goals or whatever, <laughs> as a master class out of <laughs> right wing, left wing, or midfield, wherever we decide to put him on the team sheet, that's fine. And I'll eat my crow or whatever <laughs> the, the saying is, right? I don't yeah, care. Yeah, whatever you old people say. Right. <laughs> The thing is, is Drew Scundrich will not win us a game in the same vein that like a Griffin Yao or a Yamil Asad could, right? Mm. And if there is anyone who has had the time, having not been called up to a national team, having been the only of wingers available over the last week, a week and a half of training, it's Yao and Asad. I don't know if Asad gets a nod. I probably see Kamara even getting shifted out wide if we wanted to play with wingers because he played left wing at LA Galaxy before his move to China. He played with Zlatan in the middle and played very well mm-hmm. at the left wing position. Mm-hmm. He earned his transfer playing at the left wing. Um, granted, we got him back from his horrendous spell in China and that has seemed to knock him off up until this point. Yep. And I know that he himself doesn't like playing on the left, but it would be cool if we played him and Roberta at the same time and they even overlapped and did all funky stuff like that. The question is, is what do we do? And we can pull Paredes up and just plop Mora in as well. That's a whole nother issue that we can solve. Um, but, you know, who knows? We've got, we had a winger extravaganza last time we played and now we don't have any. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, in my mind, Skundrich doesn't start. In my head. Do I see it happening? For sure. Lasada yeah. loves the guy. He puts in a hard shift every time, and Lasada loves him. But I don't see, in my mind, if we wanted to push for three points on Saturday, 
that happening with Drew Scundrich in the starting lineup. And I'm sorry, Drew, if you're listening. That's just how I see it. Obviously, you know better than I. <laughs> I mean, if he just absolutely rifles one in from 40 yards out. I'll, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. Um, I You know... And, and maybe I'm coming at this from a, a different mindset is that, you know, I obviously, yes, if you if you're you want to put out your best 11 for any game and you nest, you don't necessarily want to, you know, uh, be playing for any type of result. You want to be going for the win each time. I mean, that's that's vamos por mas uh, to a T. And and I think what it is, is I think think it's sort of in preparation for new england and 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 i think it's it's giving guys a chance to rest uh so just kind of tooling with the starting 11 and uh maybe maybe letting some guys sit out i i don't see nahar starting uh this game uh i think he'll come in at some point um but i think i think you know you would probably have uh i would even throw perez in there uh, just to have him come in, uh, see see if he can light a fire. But you know, obviously, I haven't seen him uh, in training or anything like that, so I don't know where he's at uh, with his fitness. But um, gosh, you know, I, I would say uh, just give give some of these guys, you know, a chance to get out there, throw in some minutes. Uh, I I think allow the defense to kind of play defense. And then, um, you know, get one or two past uh, Nashville and go into New England with uh, a mostly rested squad. With the depth guys having done their job against Nashville, uh, you bring that firepower against uh, New England. Um, and I and that's the thing is I think all of these players are, are bought into the system where, like, I think if you plug them in, they're going to uh, perform. Um so you know that's that's the sort of how I see it is is I think it's it's investing for the long term run uh, towards the playoffs. I, I see that right. I do see that, but you got to remember the only people who came back from the international break not hurt are Nahar and Moreno, and Moreno didn't even play on Wednesday. Yeah. So everybody on the starting eleven has hasn't played a game since Orlando. They haven't. They, this is the biggest yeah. this is the biggest rest we're gonna get for the rest of the season and our two most important games for the rest of the season are on Saturday and on Wednesday because those are the only times we're gonna play people that in where we see ourselves in the standings are at that next level right the only chance we're gonna have to get points back in a chase right yeah. is everything else is everything else is the race right everyone mm-hmm. else is right on the only people that are clear above us are the next two games. And so I think you have to go for it on the next two games. And why start a guy who, you know, doesn't necessarily have that spark that a Yao does, right? And we've all been clamoring for Yao. And if Yao goes out there and shits the bed, then that silences everyone, right? That's it. We've had our discussion. But we've seen what Skunders can do from a starting position. We saw what he did in Atlanta. He got subbed off for Yao, and we scored. We've seen yeah. what he does from the bench, and we can hold on to wins. We can. So why not just switch it? Why not start Griff, get on the attack, because we're not starting Nahar, so we're going to have Frederick Briant at center back. 
Because he's the only other healthy one. I guess maybe Alfaro as well. Yeah. Right? It's either Fred or Alfaro. And we know how much of a hothead Alfaro can be. So we want to keep the ball away from him. And we know how slow Fred can be. So we want to keep anybody with pace away from him. Oh, wait. Hani Mukhtar has amazing pace. So we got to keep pushing them, right? Which is the whole point of the system in the first place. It's just press. And so if we're not pressing, we're just going to get attacked. And we're just playing Benny ball at that point. So yeah. why hold on to the defense and get points? Because we're not going to score two with Drew Scundridge on the field. Hmm. Interesting. Um, hot takes. I wasn't expecting uh, a conversation about Drew Scundridge to uh, come out with some absolute caucus there. Again, I like the guy. He's yeah. a great guy. Right. And there's nobody on this team that I hate as a person. Right. No. There's nobody on this team that I dislike as a person. And I'm sorry, Drew. I cannot do half of the things <laughs> you do on the field. I can't do 90% of it, if we're being totally honest, other than maybe walk and run. Right. That's it. That's the only things that we can maybe do at a similar level. But you're probably also faster than me at both of those things. But I'm just sitting here watching game tape. That's what I do. <laughs> and what I see is this. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of those things where when I see him play, I see I see why Lasada plays him so much because he does. He's Ulysses Segura. It's the same player. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, absolutely. He can literally play anywhere on the field. He's not, he's a jack of all trades, master of none. Exactly. That's that's how it is. And and the thing is, for, is forward Segura, for a day, Ulysses Segura. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, the thing is, is Ulysses Segura is more technically gifted than a Drew Scundrich, or he was when he was on DC. He's been out yeah. all year. I don't know if he's back yeah. playing with Austin or yeah. not. And hopefully he gets healthy and gets to play soon, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing with Segura. He's more technically gifted. So he disappointed me more often than Drew Scundrich does because my expectations for Drew are lower. So I like Drew more than I like Ulysses, but they play the same position in my mind, which is no position. Yeah. And I don't know how we yeah. could start that and then think that that's a, that's a way to get three points. It's a way to hold three points, but it's not a way to go out and get it. Yeah. Fair. Speaking of uh, three points and maybe he's not getting them, we've got to review that last game. Maybe Drew uh, should have played. Two, yeah. <laughs> two weeks ago. Um, cast your minds back to then if you really want to, but um, I'll go through this quickly because it was painful. Mm. Um, 2-1 defeat down in Orlando. Um Possession-wise, we were not there at all. Six, basically, sixty-five to thirty-five percent possession in their favor. Twelve shots to eleven, four to two-one targets. Not really a game of many saves. Uh, two offsides each. Nine fouls to fourteen fouls, and then expected goals one point five to not point five. A couple of things I obviously want to bring out a note on this one is obviously how much of a gut punch it felt when we got that last kick of the get last header of the game defeat it really especially it was in the 97th minute when there was only supposed to be six minutes of added time um so on that corner when we should have been concentrating at the hardest who should have been marking dk who should have marked him on that one? Because it, I think it fell to uh, Russell. And Russell's not a Russell, big guy. It was Russell who was directly in front of him. Pines was shadowing the guy right behind DK and was like within three feet of Daryl yeah. when the header was struck. You know, it, 
should have been a center back straight up. It should have been yeah. one of the three that were out there um, or any of the three defenders. Cause I know that we subbed off Alfaro subbed on someone else. And I don't know if it was Breon. I, I can't remember that far back mm. and I apologize, no, but it, it should have been a center back. It should have been a guy like Burnbaum or a guy like Pines who win 90% of the duels they go up, up for yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, Alfaro was was in uh, when that happened as well. So, I mean, yeah, there was a plethora of options uh, yeah. to cover DK. It was, it was just, I don't know what the heck happened, but it, we just seemed to have that momentary lapse in concentration. And because of that, we lost the game where we could have come out with, a, with an extra point, which would have meant we would still be in fourth place because, you know, that's how the table no, works. No, we had we had subbed out Alfaro. We had subbed him out. He got subbed out in the forty-first minute because he, he had the yellow card. Oh, no, we had the yes, yellow card. He did. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, had the really scary that tackle yeah. that should have been probably enough. Yes. It was a clean tackle from my eyes, but that was when the ref got involved with the Orlando bench. Yeah, yeah. About Moore whether or that not that should have been a second yellow. So yeah. it was Joseph Moore that came in and played. Yeah. Um, on a wing back because we had played, we were playing Nahar yes. on the wing because Paredes yes, had enough. We were, yeah. So yeah. Paredes didn't play. So we we're playing Nahar on the wing. He then shifted back to his natural center, natural center yeah. back position. Right. And Mora came in and played on the wing on the left wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that yellow card that Alfaro got and the yellow card that he should have forgot. Well, no, um, cause he got ball. That was a clean tackle. It to me, it was a clean tackle. I think he got the ball on that. I think that if you make enough noise, people are going to look at it way too many times. And uh, yeah. that's what ended up happening. I think it was a hard tackle, right? Mm-hmm. Challenges can get physical. It's a contact sport. Not every time there's a big collision mm-hmm. isn't necessarily a foul. And I think that yeah. there was enough in there for it not to be a foul, especially considering it happened, I believe, in the area. So it would have been a penalty. Did that happen? It was. It was. It was on the side. It was on the side of it. It was down by the touchline, like the goal line. So I I couldn't remember if it was in the area or just outside of it. But when when you're on a yellow card though, early on, no, you shouldn't be doing that. You should should not be going in. No, you should not be for sure. And I'm not. And that's why he got subbed off because he was um, still playing like he was. I don't know. Like he didn't just miss the game before because of yellow card accumulation. That's how he was playing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Dan, was that result correct, though? Um, I mean, you know, it's... Yeah, I suppose. Like, you know, the the thing is, when it comes to injury time, like, it's always to the ref's discretion. So even though it was marked as six extra and it happened in the seventh minute, I mean, that... That's, that happens that, all the time. Them's the breaks, and, yeah. and you know it, it's it's sort of like uh, uh, Roberta when uh, he scored that goal when when all the other players uh, thought you know it was an offside thing and yeah. and he kept it going. That's how you have to approach like every single minute of a game. Is that unless you hear that whistle, you're always going, and and so yeah, I don't know. It's it's it, but it's tough. You know when you get to those you know if it is five plus even i would even say like four 
probably feels like forever uh, when you're dealing with injury time. Um, you know, it's you gotta stay sharp, and so yeah, uh, uh, Orlando earned that. They they got the set piece they wanted. Uh, DK got the goal, and hey, it, it is what it is. I think the minute, the extra minute of added time is fine. It happens all the time, especially because mm-hmm. Orlando was attacking and they had earned an attacking set piece. You do not whistle on a mm. corner attempt. You don't because it's a goal scoring opportunity. However, I have yet to see a replay that actually shows a DC United player deflecting the ball that went out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think remember it's you more worth, that. I think it's more, that's where the debate is, right? Yeah. I think the debate is, I don't even think that was a corner to begin with. Uh, granted, I'm sure somebody saw it. Somebody got a good replay of it and saw that there was a deflection at some point, right? Because the ref is also standing right there, right? There's, there's a touch line judge or there's a, there's a somebody with an official shirt on right there that sees it and that signals for the corner. But to me, I did not see anyone touch the ball in a black Jersey. I didn't, I didn't see that. And so I don't, I don't know, especially because the ball doesn't, when you look at it in slow motion, the ball spin does not change. And that's always been my biggest indicator of, Oh, it was deflected. The ball changed its spinning direction. That doesn't change. Yeah. That's that's anyway, common sense, though, isn't it? Know. Referees don't work on common sense. You should know that by now, Angus. Especially pro referees. <laughs> Especially yes, those exactly. trained by pro. Yes. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Anyway. And, you know, if, if, if they do know what they're doing on Saturday, then I apologize. Especially if it's in the favor of DC. Yeah. Especially if it goes to VAR and we get a penalty for it. Yeah. Exactly. Steps Ola and just slots it in the bottom corner. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, right. Should we talk about the game this weekend? Why not? That's yeah, why we're here, absolutely. right? Yeah. So I know we've had a question in about the game this weekend about predicted 11, but we'll, we'll do that at, at the end before we do the score prediction for the game because um, I think that's actually probably the wise time to do it. So Nashville is our next game at, down at Audi Field uh, for Eastern time. It is a 7.38 p.m. kickoff. Uh, for us over here in the UK, it is a 38 minutes past midnight kickoff. Which now, yeah. Central European time, it's 1.38. Over in Turkey, it'll be 2.38. Central time, 6.38. Pacific time, 5.38. So wherever you are, it's, it should be a decent time to watch it, apart from obviously Turkey, because you know. Very early in the morning, um, but yes. Yeah, so things about Nashville: they've only been beaten three times on the road this season. Um, they've drawn seven and they've won three, so they're not won that many games. Um, the king of the draws, it seems. Uh, we've won draws, eleven wins. It's ridiculous how many times they've yeah. drawn this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've won the second most home games in the entire league. Just to flip, just to go on the flip side of that, I think that's a really good thing that we've been able to do, and it's a great thing to shout about. The only team that have won more home games this season are the Support Shield with, uh, leaders in New England Revolution. Um, as we've mentioned already, Nashville have beaten us twice already this season, both in Nashville um, and uh, Kemper was in goal. So you know, we'll ignore those. Uh, CJ Sapong. Scored nine times against us across four different clubs. So he's their key man for, for my eyes 
that's the player that we've really got to watch out for. Um, and then it's military appreciation night as well. So I know um, that's a, a big thing for you guys over in the USA is showing your appreciation to the people who are in the service. Um, so get out there. If you're out there, I'm sure you'll be doing that, Angus, won't you? I mean, I'll be at the game. Yeah, of course. I'm at yeah. like every game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even know it was Military Appreciation Night. Maybe the... Okay. Oh, also, if you are going to the game this weekend, uh, home and away kits, all kits, 40% off at the team store. So if you want to get a jersey, go get a jersey. There you go. I think this it's... This is the uh, weekend to do it. I think there's also, if you're... Um, if you went through the website uh, on MLS, it's also free delivery as well. Get yourself the a DC United you get, gnome. You don't get... Yeah, $2. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, that free delivery. There's no minimum purchase as well, so you can get a DC United gnome for two dollars straight up. Two dollars. The thing that's is, get a gaggle. Only them. get the jerseys are only on sale at the physical team store. Ah, that's why I'm bringing it okay. up. Fair. Not on the website. The website will likely go on sale, especially because we're moving on from Lidos as our jersey sponsor. Yes. Um, those will probably go on sale as the season concludes. However, if you wanted to get one at the team store, get it customized. Do whatever you want to it. 40% off this weekend. Both jerseys, the current marble and the current home. I know we're getting a new home, but because the marbles all have Lidos on the front, yep. those are uh, those are also going on sale. Yeah, they need to be shifted. Go in and get some. Nice. Yes. So let's, let's have a little think about this weekend's game then. So I know Albert's just mentioned about the Nashville attacking power. That they have, which obviously, as I mentioned, CJ Sapong. They've got, as you mentioned, Angus Hani Mukhtar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how how do we battle against a team like Nashville who have kept eight clean sheets on the road so far this season? How do we break that defense down? Um, I mean, Here's obviously, we've do. got Ola. Here's what you do. You, you go out, you buy a notebook. That says top coach on it. And you write as much top coach stuff in there as you can fit in it. <laughs> and 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 the key will be there. That's what you need to do. If we you've not the seen the call. picture. <laughs> there's a picture of Fernand Lasada. Um, I think it's where he's kind of just chatting with like, Paredes, Bill. There's a group of them there. And he's holding this notebook and he's got, and I zoomed in on it and I was just like, I've got to see what that says. I've got to see what that says. And it says top coach. I love that. Absolutely love it. Because it just shows like how much brand. he cares. It's I feel like that's got to be a brand, right? <laughs> Is it a brand? That's a I don't know if he's, I don't, I don't know if he's that big on himself. I, I don't know if he's like that big on himself to call himself the top coach. You know what I mean? He deserves it, right? <laughs> yeah. We all know he is. Top coach, nonetheless. Right, let me let me let me just Google top coach and see what comes up. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, who oh, knows? Yeah, if you if oh, you search okay. top yeah. coach notepad, it's a brand you can buy yeah. it. Oh, so there you go. There we Anyways, go. We, we all need to get out there and buy ourselves a top coach notepad. Um, it's the know, key for any Hernan Losada Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is a game and, and kind of 
peeking into my starting it's European. And I, I, I think, you know, to a degree, like Angus is probably going to hate my starting 11. Um, but I think you kind of bring in the hotheads to be completely honest. I think you start Alfaro. I think you bring in Felipe and you uh, just, my thing is I think you put as much pressure as you can possibly muster on Nashville Going back to my my uh, Street Fighter, because I'm very much into the FGC right now, the fighting game community, following some TikToks, and I'm getting back into it. But, you know, in, in fighting games, there is this uh, concept called corner pressure. And what it is, is you back your opponent into the, the uh, whatever corner they need to defend, and you just get at them. You give every ounce of offense to them, and you just don't let up. You suffocate them completely. I think if they uh, just absolutely attack, and this is kind of going against what I've said before about DC United, about, you know, kind of opening up uh, for, for those chances. But I think, you know, this is a game where you just need to absolutely uh, get after Nashville, get after Sapong, and just, uh, yeah, lay the wood on them. Yeah, I mean, it's, for me, the, the big key is obviously not getting not allowing Sapong get the ball and more importantly, yeah. not let the ball get to Mukhtar as well. To me, they're the, they're the key players that we need to make sure that they don't spend time. And if they do get the ball, we need to shut them down quick. So Felipe, if you're listening, if you're watching, break an ankle. Yeah. Or yeah. Kev, Kev, <laughs> if, you, if, if you're into that, just do some rings around them, break their ankles that way. Yeah. Do that um but yeah it's mm. then they've got at the back they've got uh, Zimmerman as well who's a quality who might, not, who might not be playing we don't know really? he played twice he played twice for the US and international and came on as a sub in Ooh. the Jamaica game he got a lot of burn oh the men's national team this week thank he you he that. started twice started yeah. on the the previous Wednesday or the Thursday game um okay. in Panama or in played a home game against Jamaica played in the loss against Panama, and then came on as a sub late in the game, but still came in as a sub and got some against um, in, in Columbus against Costa Rica. I don't know if hmm. he'll be fit. He'll probably be fit enough to go. Yeah. I would assume he is Nashville's best defender. We don't know. We got lucky the last time, though, with uh, Miles Robinson having played a bunch, and he didn't play when we played Atlanta. So maybe Nashville who are in a much more comfortable position, I might add, mm. in this in the situation where they can give up some points, not necessarily start their best 11 on the road, there could be a situation where he doesn't play. We don't know. But he did get a lot of burn. That is that is important to note. Mm-hmm. He did get a lot of burn this international window. Mm. There we go. I didn't realize that. I mean, obviously, I don't closely follow don't the follow, US, man. Yeah, you were, you were watching the stadium that burned down before the game. <laughs> Too much. I didn't even watch any of the England games. Yeah, because you know that qualifying's in the. You know that you're qualified. We got. We're going to Hungary. They're going to open up wild card spots if England doesn't make the World Cup. They're like they need England in the World <laughs> Cup. They're going to be like commissioner's choice. It's like the All Star game, right? Yeah. There's going to commissioner's <laughs> choice it in, and England's automatically going to qualify. It's amazing. Right. I'm if, getting behind. If they want any national national team not to be in any major tournament it's england they hate us that's why we've not had the world cup or the uh, euros for so long 
Well, the, no, the, the last time you lost the World Cup was because it was rigged in the first place, but it was rigged for Russia. So that's what it is. Yeah. And then the 2010 one when uh, Lampard should have scored. Well, Wait. goal line technology wasn't a thing until 2014. Mm, yeah. Spelt Don't millions I know of dollars that. on goal line technology. Don't I flipping know that. Um, I'm just looking at uh, Nashville's upcoming games as well, just because obviously um, you were talking about Walker Zimmerman there. Their next game in midweek is against Columbus. Mm. So I reckon they'll want to do well against them because that Columbus are sort of in and around as well. Um, they'll be chasing a playoff spot. Is it a home and game the, or an away it, game? It is a home game. For for Nashville, yep. correct? For Nashville, yeah. So that's So that's something that if they're going to rest Walker Zimmerman, this is the game they do it yeah. again. They do it for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas if so. we need to rest Andy, I don't know if we rest. I don't know. That, that's a whole, yeah. My lineup choices are all over the place. It's a difficult one, this one. It's, especially. The back line especially is is very difficult, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, right, let me get back to my show notes. There we go. Uh, da, 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 da. So, yes, yeah, so actually the last bit is about Nahar. Do we see him? So I know we had a question come in from yeah, Dave, David. Dave asked yeah. the question. He did indeed. Uh, uh, so he was asking what's our take um, on whether Nahar playing played all three World Cup qualifiers and then playing again on three days of rest. Um, so he played is... he played in all three, but did not start all three. The middle game in their window, he did come on off the bench. Okay. Um, obviously, he's going to play. He's he might not feature in the eleven, but he is going to get minutes in every World Cup qualifying game Honduras plays. He is yeah. their best player. At the moment, he is the best Honduras player in their player pool. So he's going to get minutes there. The difference is, is the last World Cup window, we came back and we had to travel to Atlanta and play on their very poor turf. Yeah. Um, there's talk about them getting a grass field for the 2026 World Cup. Uh. It will not go well because they don't have a roof that I think can support grass. Because it's this tiny little hole in the sky yeah. that 90% of the day the the sun is going to be in the stands as opposed to on the field. Yeah. Um, it's not like Allegiant Stadium. It's not like SoFi Stadium where you can like open it up, right? Um, I don't know. I think we see him. I don't think he starts, but I think we see him because if there is any person who changes the game in the same respect as Bill Hamid. It's Andy Nahar. Yeah. Teams have to respect him if he is on the field. Because he's out there taking ankles, like, all the time. He's not Megan World Cup champions. He's He is balling on a level that we haven't seen from him since his rookie, since his rookie of the year campaign. Yeah. He's rejuvenated. He's back. And the thing is, his injuries haven't really been that severe. So at what point do we say he's no longer injury prone? Because you can remove, you can step away from that title. I think Hernan's approach and Hernan's system has actually benefited him more than anyone else because it's it's weirdly forced him to get back into a shape that he, everyone knew he still had, especially the coaching staff. They, that's why they brought him in in the first place. It, they, it got him into that situation and it's put him in a really good situation here in DC to thrive again. And I think we have to see him. I he might be a first half player and he gets subbed off at halftime for an Alfaro or a Breon, especially if we've stepped on the gas and we're up by one or two. 
I can't see a game where DC has a great result without Nahar starting. And that's been the case all season. Like, if you look at our weirder results, it's come when Nahar has not been playing. Yeah. I think I think you're right on that. That's For a me, great question from Dave, though. That's a, that's a fantastic question. Yeah. For me, I see him as a starter this weekend. And mainly because we can then sub him out at halftime and not use one of our allocated slots for substitutions. Exactly. That, that's yes, how exactly. I see it. Um, Dan, what do you reckon? Uh, no, you here guys, we go. Here we you go. You guys have have very good points. Um, Bring I, a third one. <laughs> uh, you know, I. You know, so that's sort of the thing is is I'm kind of thinking, you know, uh, being that I think Skundrich ends up on on the field. You know, it's it's either Mora or Nahar that he goes on for. Um, honestly, like I, you know, I but I like the idea of of Felipe being in there early on. Um, I, uh, in you know, I guess I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I should just I just should just go with uh my selection, but I would probably go Skundrich, um uh Felipe, Kanaus, and Gressel on that on that middle four right there. Oh, say that again. So you'd have So you want Skundrich playing at left wing back? Yeah. Ooh. I don't think I like that. No. I don't agree with that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Fair he's, enough. He's, hey, he's not quick. Again, what 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 we like about Paredes playing at that left wing back spot is he provides that dynamicism. That dynamicism. I, that's a word now. It's di- he's dynamic. Dynamism. He's very dynamic from that left wing back, which is yeah. why if we're going to start Scundridge anywhere, it's going to be up top because he yeah. provides what Nahar does on the right side on the left hand side. Yeah. which is the ability to beat defenders, beat attackers on the dribble, beat midfielders on the dribble, and then push that ball into the attacking third. Drew Skundrich, again, doesn't do that necessarily. He doesn't beat someone off the dribble. He's a good guy to get stuck in and grind out results. He would have been, he would have flourished under Ben Olsen, right? This is the, this is the player archetype that yeah. Ben loved. Yeah. The difference is we don't, we don't need that in the lineup because we've got Felipe's, we've got Canouses, we've got burn bombs. Skundrich is a good guy off the bench. And I'll say this again, and I'll probably say it another three times this episode. He's a great guy off the bench because he will be able to do that. He's another guy who can get stuck in. I just don't see it being off the jump, especially as a defender. So the reason I throw Skundrich in that position, and, and like I said, I knew you were going to hate my lineup. Uh, I, I just kind of knew it. Uh, but I, I'm kind of, Hector kind of read my mind when he talked about the Paredes, Camara, Roberta for uh, top three. So I so think, why no, why no here's more? the thing why? for me. <laughs> because like I said, I want, absolute pressure being up top and being that paradise is a guy who gets that pressure up top uh i i kind of want him in that position i want him playing forward that's fair i i taught i could see that eventuality happening especially with our winger issues because normally he's sitting right behind reyna who is another guy who does that yeah but then why not just swap him right play paredes where he's comfortable currently 
and then play Skundrich up top. If you got to play Skundrich, if you're if you're insisting that you have a guy like Skundrich on the field, why not play him at a more natural position, a position where we've seen him before, as opposed to putting more defensive reliability on the guy who we don't know is if he's good defensively in that kind of set situation. Oh, James has got to go for a second. I'll <laughs> say, I, I, when he comes back, I'm sure it's got to do with his. I'm sure he's got to be a dad for a second, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, he's a good. Good, he's good in the middle and he's good on the wing, but on the wing, not not on defense. We don't we haven't seen him as a defender. Playing Mora as a defender is going to be much I, the safer option, I guess. True, but I would I would kind of say that again. I think it's that up top pressure, and and I think it's one of those things where if if Kanaus and Felipe match up together in the middle, I think that gives Skundrich a little more kind of leeway to play forward, you know, uh, play more of that attacking winger role uh, or so, wing back role rather than back in defense. The now, other if, option, if, if that, things get, yeah. you know, sort of out of hand, then for sure bring Nahar on for him. But uh yeah, that's just that's just sort of I don't know. That's that if but that's I were not even a like for like sub up in FIFA, that's how I'd kind of approach that. But that's not like for like sub because you're bringing off a wing back and putting on a center back, or you're bringing off a winger and putting on a center back. And then the other eventuality that we're completely negating is is the fact that Skundrich could start with Kenhaus and Felipe as a midfield trio and then you just start two strikers. You play Paredes and you play Gressel as wingbacks and they push forward in a five or a three, four, one, two, or whatever that formation is called. Um, I get that. I, the, the midfield trio, if we're doing that is the biggest eventuality I see. Sorry. I'll be back again. <laughs> oh, gotta go be a dad again. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It, you know, like I said, I, you know, uh, I guess I'm, I'm, sort of thinking just yeah like i said keeping that pressure up top uh you know i i don't necessarily think uh skundrich really has to play super defensively uh it's just yeah i don't know i kind of i kind of wanted to kind of go because i mean you've seen that before or or sort of all season long is how he kind of lets nahar get super forward and do his thing up there uh and so you it's almost kind of like he goes into a two back system and everyone's up top so i'm just sort of saying you know i sort of want paredes playing more up top than that and yeah just have skundrich kind of anchor uh along that touch line so you know i i could be completely off base i i totally admit that but um yeah i don't know that's that's sort of the 11 that I'm I'm fitting together. Love it well, or hate it, that's where that's where that's where I'm at. Well, considering I missed most of that, I'm I'm in. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I love it. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You, no, you don't, James. No. <laughs> don't love it. Don't don't go with what I'm saying because, like I say, in my Twitter profile, I I am a complete football manager poser. So. You know, completely disregard. <laughs> okay, what I I'm hate saying. it. I hate it. Go for it. I, yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. Do you love that? I hate it. <laughs> yes. Or do you I hate that? It. I love it. Which one's it gonna be? Oh, I, I accept it. I, I accept it wholeheartedly. Yeah. 
Um, right. So I'm guessing you guys have gone through some lineup stuff then. Um, I haven't even told you who I want playing. Oh, go on. Go on. I, I was just defending my... So I your guess... An- your right, anti-Drew. Yeah, well, I'm not anti-Drew. That's the thing. Everybody's going to say I'm anti-Drew. I'm not. It's just he has a he has a role on this team. There is a reason why he is on this team. There's a reason why he was called up to this team, right? Remember, he didn't make the original roster. He was called up. There's a reason, right? Is It's not to be a left wing back. It's not to be a left winger. It's to be the Swiss Army knife come from come from, come off the bench and just run. He's not a super sub by any means, but he's 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 got a role, right? And if I were to start an 11, right, and I'm thinking in my head, what do I want and who do I want on the field, right? You know, Yao has always impressed in his time off the bench. And is that a is that a question of apart from when he's playing right wing back, okay? So if he's playing on defense, he's not that's not him. Right? Again, has a role, right? When he's playing in his natural position, he has impressed. Against Atlanta, he impressed. He scored against Toronto. Those are the those are the big those are the big numbers in my head, right? Now, do we play him up top with a three of Kamara in the middle and Paredes on the left? I don't know. I like Roberta. I think Roberta is somebody who could come off the bench in that situation. But if I had to narrow it down and lock in a lineup, I'd start from the back with a back three of Pines, Burnbaum, and Nahar, who will get a good 45 and swap him out, right? Um, I am not anti-Drew Albert. Whatever. Um <laughs> Nahar, <laughs> there, whatever. <laughs> Nahar, Burnbaum, uh, Nahar, Burnbaum, Pines. Those, that's my solid three for the, the yep. first forty-five. You start yep. Gressel, who is who is now written in stone and iron, welded onto yep. the team sheet at that right wing back position. I yep. think you go Mora at left wing, at the left wing back. He impressed heavily against Orlando when he was on. He had that goal line clearance, which yep. saved us from going down. Um, so maybe you reward him for that and you play him at left wing back and the center, because he didn't make the team sheet in the last game for Venezuela. So he's probably very well rested seeing as he hasn't played since Wednesday. Um, you go Moreno and Canals. Uh, I love Felipe. I have an autographed Felipe Jersey. I have three Felipe jerseys now that I think about it. And I have a pair of signed Felipe cleats. Okay. I am all for Felipe getting burned. I just don't think he sets up well in a game where we want to isolate CJ Sapong and Hani Mukhtar because he just isn't physically big enough to isolate CJ Sapong. And maybe that's on the center backs and not on the midfielder. And Felipe is the kind of guy who can go out there and get stuck in. And we should see him at halftime or we should see him at some point in the second half for sure. He's that first, he's that first sub off the bench kind of guy. And then up top, we have a three of um, Paredes, Kamara, and Yao, in my opinion. Because Yao can actually get playing time in his natural position. He is young. He's quick. He's hungry. The guy wants to prove why he should be playing. This is the exact type of game where you want a guy who wants to prove why he should be getting playing time to go out there and get playing time. And also to earn a more permanent spot in the lineup while Paul is out recovering from injury. For the third time this season, he's always been overlooked. Paul has been out injured for long spells this season, and he's always been overlooked. This is the kind of time 
when you're down to it, when you don't have a Reyna, when you don't have a Flores to slot into that right wing spot, this is the time. This is his time to prove why he should be playing over a Flores, why he should be playing over a Reyna. This is his time. And so I think you give it to him. I mean, the only other thing I could potentially throw in there, I mean, I would, for this game, I would start Felipe and I would save Moreno for the game against New England. That's how That's I would too. do it. That's totally yeah. fair. But in terms of instant, rather than playing wingers um, like we have done, why not overload the central um, area? And instead of having two wingers and one striker, why not have like Kamara and Roberta playing up top with Assad or someone like that sitting in behind and having Paredes playing at left wing back. So they also play a three back system. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have a lot of wingers as well. Yeah. Our, 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 our lineups usually, and our formations usually line up very well, right? They're, they're very much alike for like, so overloading the center could work. Yeah, but I thought I, you know, I they're not going to have a lot of people in the center to begin with, which is why we have... could exploit then. Yeah, exactly. It, it, so, it's a game of chess, right? Yeah, I will... it's, it's just one of those things where you've got to be realistic in, in the fact that you've got to be able to be flexible with how you play. So if you're doing that, then Assad can play on that left wing. Roberta can play on that right wing, and Kamara can then play up top. So you've got that flexibility there. But for me, we should should look at Overlord and the cent- Central, especially the fact that we haven't got any real proper natural wingers up top at the moment. And Pereira seems to be excelling at the left wow, wing Griffin back. Yao is just getting destroyed. He's not a natural winger? <sighs> he's not. He's not impressed me a lot at the moment. And I think he needs regular playing time at Loudoun. That's fair. I just... I, that last game that he came on and we conceded the goal from that. When he came when he came on for Julian Gressel and was forced to play right wing back because Chris because Chris but, was injured. Chris Adoyajan was injured. But that throw in to Donovan Pines, that was absolute that was not that was not I'm trying to think of the word. Good game game management. No, it wasn't a good it slightest. was not a good decision. His decision no. making was not there. But is that more no. a question of, oh, I'm out of my element because I'm playing way further back than I'm used to in a role that is reserved for probably one of the best players on this whole team? Is it, is it that or is it just his decision-making is off because he's a 19-year-old kid? So who knows? Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I think he needs regular playing time rather than just coming off the bench every now and again and then getting thrown into the starting lineup. I don't think that's fair on him. Yeah. I also feel sorry for Moses Nyman because he's also completely out of this conversation. That's very true. And yeah. he's been one of my favorites like all season. That's yeah. Because if you mm. wanted to overload that midfield, he's a great third center mid to bring in on top I mean, of realistically, Felipe Canals, Felipe Moreno. He should be ahead of Drew in, in the pecking order. Mm. Again, mm. it's situational. It's situational, yeah. right? Because Drew has probably six inches on Moses Nyman. Yeah. And Moses is a great playmaker, but he does not play the same type of game that Drew Scundrich plays. Mm. Drew plays, again, high press. He just runs, right? It's the same issue that a lot of men's national team fans have with Paul Areola, is that all he really does is run. 
And while we all know that that's not true, it's the general two-sentence description of yeah. Drew Scundridge. All he does is run. Moses can play a great pass. And if we're down or if we want to chase, if we're chasing, mm. he's the guy you bring on. He's the guy who breaks the lines with a beautiful, with his beautiful through ball ability. And mm-hmm. he's the guy who finds yeah. a Kamara, a Roberta, a Juan Chope, a somebody up top who wins the ball and can score. That's, that's the kind of guy that Moses is. He's like the opposite of Drew in terms of physical versus technical. I mean, to me, Moses is more of the Angolo Kante kind of player. Where That's he fair. he will boss that midfield because he can just he does have that energy, just have that athleticism. Because he's seventeen years old. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and Rithik Patel, uh, he just chimed in the chat. Um, you know, he's sort of talking about Moses. He's barely had any minutes. It's because I mean, you know, that is the state that DC United's mid uh, midfield is in right now. Is there is such a wealth of options available. That um, you know, it, it, I wouldn't say it's it's a comment on his quality. It's just it's it's the options that are available, and he's going to play a role. I think at some point uh, yeah. in this stretch of games, it's just uh, I I think you know to a degree, uh, Losada is going to have to be economical with the options that he has. I I think he's just going to, it's going to be a rotation of players. Uh, Obviously we're going to have our mainstays, but I think he's going to be playing it um, to make sure that everyone is as fresh and energized and ready to go and press as possible. Because like, that's, that's the key to the system is, is having people who can kind of get in there and run. I mean, that's sort of the thing about Lasada ball is like, you are, you are running, you are pressing, you are doing everything up top uh to sort of harry the the opposing team and and create opportunities from that uh so yeah no i i think moses still has a place and honestly i think it's it's next year he's going to find a a more permanent permanent place you know depending on on what sort of happens with players in the off season but he's he's for sure sticking around i think yeah yeah definitely uh albert's just a little comment there Hard to get minutes with the with the absolute duo of Moreno and Canals. Yeah. They really have taken yeah. that those two central midfield roles, and they have owned it. They are the when you come to think of the centre midfield for DC at the moment, they're the two players that you would normally stick on there, all all being well. Um, right. Should we move on to some predictions for this weekend then? Mm-hmm. Daniel, you're in the lead in the league table, so you can go first. 2-0 Scundrich with the brace. Calling it. <laughs> I'm if out. He does, I'm, leaving, if he I'm does, leaving the meeting. You know Goodbye. <laughs> you know what? If Drew Scundrich starts and Drew Scundrich scores two goals, I will buy a Drew Scundrich jersey. I'll put yes. my money where my mouth is. I'll Good. buy a Drew Scundrich jersey. I will. There you go. And I should be buying more jerseys, but I will. <laughs> I have too many. I will buy a Drew Scunders jersey <laughs> if he scores a brace tomorrow. If he scores a hat trick, I'll shoot. I'll hit him up on Instagram and say how much for a autograph, and I'll pay him for an autograph as well. <laughs> you know what's going to happen straight after this? That clip is going to get cut and put on socials. I hope so. I hope so. I'm putting my money where my mouth is this because is, if we can win a game, right I will here. do. I will do. I will do everything in my power to make sure that we win a game. 
And if it means buying a 40% off jersey from the team store and spending an extra $30 to get Scundridge 12 put on the back, I will do it. Straight up, I will. Yep. Cool. There we go. Fantastic. So, so Daniel, you're going for a 2-0 win with a, with a Drew double. It's a double D. Yep. I'm just going to leave that one there. <laughs> <laughs> Angus is shaking his head. Um, no, Angus, what are you going with? I got a 3-2 DC United win. Yeah. Uh, I'll just I won't beat around the bush. It's a 3-2 game. I don't necessarily know where the goals are going to come from. I know that Ola um was pretty much shut down by that defense last time, but we did manage to score two. Um uh, sure, Albert. You know what? Why not? Uh but you know, if Drew is you know, if Drew could score two, why not? Why can't we get three? Yeah. I just don't know in a non-Nahar backline, right? I don't see us not conceding, especially because of Sapong's history against DC United. He sure loves to let us know that we passed on him and being from Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So he's from the area and he loves to tell us that we could have had this guy. Right, and he will make. He'll probably make that known on Saturday. Uh, Mukhtar is Mukhtar, right? He's an yeah. MVP candidate. Yeah. He is every time he touches the field. He's too good for this league. Um, and when you got a guy like him as well, you know there's going to be something that goes wrong on our back line. If Alfaro's playing, if Breon's playing, you know that's the kind of thing that's going to end up happening, and that's fine as long as we could score more than the other team. And I think that we have, a, we have people in this lineup who can do that. Uh, I don't necessarily know who's going to score. Kamara will probably get one. Um, <laughs> there you go. Got, That's that. There, we go. It's, there he is. I, 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 I knew he was from the area. Um, I knew that he was in the Academy at one point and that we did not choose to sign him. And he was super drafted by somebody. Um, but yeah, I think that Kamara gets one. I think that Paredes probably gets one or at least has an assist or two um, because he's the kind of guy whose deliverables have been lacking for the quality of player that he is. He's the 11th, according to MLS writers, he's the 11th best player under the age of 22 in the league. And everyone who's watched him for more than the typical MLS writer, which is probably twice, um, (laughs) knows that. Kevin Paredes is a lot better than where he is at 11, right? He is a top 10, top five young gun in this league. And I think that he can, I think that him playing in a more advanced position will probably showcase why he is that good. Right. Um, Yeah. And who knows, we get a goal off a set piece because we always seem to get goals off of set pieces. And then that's one of the three center backs banging it in the back of the net off of a uh, Gressel cross. And there's about three goals. So, no. Who knows? Fair. And I'm going to go. I've not written it down on the notes yet, but I'm going to go for a two-one. I think it, it's. I think it is going to be tight, and I, th- I think we will get the two. And we know Nashville; they are good at keeping clean sheets. They they've had their last two games on the road as scoreless, so they've had no goals at all. So it's about time that there was going to be some goals in one of their games on the road. So for me, I'm going to go with the two one, and I agree with the the Sapong theory. I think he will, he will be the goal against us. I don't think Mukhtar. 
I think we will shut Mukhtar down quite well because we seem to do pretty decent on a lot of occasions of shutting down kind of their big players. Not all the time, I will say that. But um, yeah, I think I think Ole gets back into scoring ways. And ooh, who's going to score? It's the finding other? that second goal, man. It that's what I'm trying to say. And that Gressel. and that's. Yeah, it's it. He's been on fire lately. And yeah, it's been that's on kind fire. Of that's, yeah. And again, like most of DC United this season, it's flown way under the radar. Um, I think he's had like a crazy amount of goals and goal contributions the past like two games. Like he scored like yeah, he's, he's twice and had like four assists or something crazy like he, that. Didn't he have a hat trick? Yeah, three assists against Minnesota. Yes, and he scored against uh, Orlando, and he scored against Cincinnati. It might be the other. It might have been a trick assist against Cincinnati and scored against Minnesota. Yeah, he scored yeah. against Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. So that's what yeah. it was, right? Yeah. Yes, because it was the Kamara when he broke the yeah. ankles on the sideline and then put the yeah. cross into Gressel. It was the reverse. Yeah. It was the remix. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> he's been on fire. It's great. I never bet against DC United. I don't. I'd never choose them to lose. I will never choose them to lose a game. Right. And I didn't Choosing last so year. has me at the top of the uh, scoring prediction. Congratulations. So. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I will never bet against my teams. I never will. I am a Chicago Bears fan. I am a Washington <laughs> Capitals fan. And I'm a DC United fan. And all three of those teams, when they have been at their lowest, which is now for the Bears, I do not bet against them. And it is so nice to be able to be confident about not betting against a team like I can be right now yeah. because we can beat anyone in this league. If you know, if we give them a hard 90, we can beat anyone in this team and in, in this league, anyone yeah. on this team can go up against anyone in this league, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's, well, we can go against up against anyone in the Eastern conference. We've not yeah. been tested really against the Western. Obviously we've only played two teams from the West. Bye. San, and again, eleven thirty against San Jose with, with 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 sights and goal. I don't count that. That's no. way past his bedtime. He's a he is a <laughs> mega dad. It was way That's past way my past bedtime. his bedtime, and that is that is well without that is well within my Bill Hamid did not play. Therefore, that result does not count. Yeah, mantra. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, that game hinged on one moment that yeah. where Saga missed an open goal. And then they went straight down the other end and made it. And made Breon look one? very old. Yeah. yeah. It was, well, it was Kate Cowell, wasn't it? It was Kate Cowell, just, yeah. They, cause he just, just came onto the yeah. scene at that point as well. So he was yeah. on app. His confidence was so high. Um, <laughs> Higher than Paredes in the uh, under-22 standings, but I yeah. don't care. Thanks, Albert. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, what spot is the Chicago Bears? They're an NFL team. They play American football. Ah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, we're not we're we're good. Just I not like right now. Those Cutler days were something. I, I'm, uh, yeah, he's an interesting <laughs> fellow, but he is not an NFL quarterback. I'll tell you, no. that. he wasn't <laughs> since he left Denver. But oh, yeah, right. that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> It's the wrong kind of football, lads. Come on, let's get let's get back to proper football. There, there's something oh, about wow, well, oh, man, okay. hold on a second. There's want... something about Denver quarterbacks that have one hype season and then they go to another team 
and, and blow it completely blow it yeah Tim anyways Tebow. totally beside the yeah. point yep also right. football was a was a word used by the english to describe any any game played not on horseback to differentiate between the poverty working class and the elite oh. class that played their games on horses so any game that is played on foot is technically speaking a football just fyi that's why it's called association yeah. football and was abbreviated <laughs> to soccer that's why yep we're only using what you guys used I mean, I'm, the whole operation I mean, was your idea. I mean, I'm not going to argue because we call it. There's programs over here called Soccer AM, Soccer Saturday. Jimmy People love Bullard. those shows. I love that guy. People love those shows. Yet yep. they ha- they they get their wits up when people call it soccer. It's like, <laughs> uh. but anyway, yeah. anyway, they only get their wits up because it's it's that they hate us because they ain't us type yes. deal. It's yeah. It's it, anyway. Right. <clears throat> Moving on. Fan questions. Because well, we've already answered one of them, and that was Dave's question from um, earlier on about uh, Andy Nahar. Then we've got Brian, who uh, came along with two questions. First one, we're going to bring up on the screen just right now is, as of right now, who would we want in the first round of the playoffs? So I'm going to give the table a quick look real quick, right? Yep, yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm that's, doing. Yeah, I think that's where we are. we've all just kind of headed. And oh. so if the first round of the playoffs were to start today, yep. Yep. we'd be on the road at the moment against to Orlando. Orlando. That's Which the, I don't that's want. The, you know, you say yeah. that. Yeah. If I was going to pick a team at the moment... If the standings were final, but we could pick anyone, I'd pick Montreal. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but the thing is, is Montreal has overperformed, 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 overperformed this year, right? And the same can be said about DC based off of what we had last year, right? Montreal, who held us to a 0-0 draw earlier in the season at a home game that was well away from their home, um, has got, only gotten better since that result, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, props to the props to the impact um, on that, and I'm not calling them by their new name, but props <laughs> to the impact uh, for what they've been able to accomplish in spite Calcio of all their adversities. Force uh, Montreal. I, I, I don't think. Know what that's... <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's Italian. Um, yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I always get a mix in Toronto. Then club Quebec. de foot, club foot de yes. Montreal, yeah, something club like that. de foot Montreal. Um, is I believe what they want to be called. Yeah, but that's whatever. I think that we can beat them if we do play them. I again, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a team in the East that we can't beat. Yeah. Um. So I don't really know if there's an exact matchup that I would want. Um. If I'm looking at the teams that are on the fringes of the playoffs right now that could squeak in and that we could end up playing, I'd love Red to Bulls. play the Red Bulls. Yeah. I'd love to play mm-hmm. them at home in the first round. Oh. That would be a great. That'd be a oh, great. That would be awesome. The and again, I'm looking at we. So there's a a whole chaos theory ending to the season where ten teams in the East can end up tied for second. Um, yeah, it would end yeah. up with DC finishing in third on tie breaks because okay. we have we would have more wins than everyone but Miami. Um, Miami would be the team that finishes in second. But okay. if that's a situation that ends up happening. And I would love for that. I think that would just be hilarious. Um, we get a home game and, 
you know, a home game against the Red Bulls, a home game against the Impact, a home game against Atlanta are all very winnable games in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. You're taking a look at the table right now, aren't you? It's a great thread. Yeah. And I... the thread hinges on DC winning the next two games, by the way. So. Okay. We'll see what happens. We shall. We shall indeed. Um, right. Next question from Brian. Which is kind of similar in similar veins. So which clubs do we think match well against and which ones do you think we would have trouble against? So I, we can do well against any of the teams. I think the ones we would struggle against would probably be Nashville if we ended up um, on a road game against them. I think that's one we could potentially struggle. Then the other, the other one really for me would be Philly if we ended mm-hmm. up on a road Philly game away. against them. Yeah. Philly away would be a hard one. Yeah. Other than uh, that, and maybe um, Orlando, but I know we can beat so them. Any but team it's... on the road, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Any, any exactly. team on if we have to play away, that's the trouble. Playing yeah. away is the trouble in the playoffs for DC when you look at our home versus away record, right? It's I think we're like eleventh in the east away. It's night. Like day. looking at away results. It is night and day. We've picked up ten points on the road. Yes. Two wins. Yeah. Uh four draws, nine losses. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So Done. any team away, that's that's the answer. Any team yeah. at home is our favorable matchup. Any team away is our is our bad matchup. Done. I, I pr- pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, I I would say any away game, uh, I'm going to be very nervous about. Uh, and then yeah, especially against those top three. Um, and and like Angus said, uh, Philly uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, that's tough. That's always a tough match. So we haven't yeah. won in Philly in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So the first time we've beaten Philly in a long time was this year, but it was a home game and we destroyed yeah. them. Exactly. Yeah. So but yeah, no, we pretty don't much get that what, result away. Pretty much what Angus said. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So the last question is from a fellow co host, uh, Tom, who has asked what DC strength to a good playoff run? And what are the weaknesses? Apart, let's not talk about playing home and playing away because we've already we've done that to death now. What are our other strengths and weaknesses? So injuries. Dan, injury. Okay, Dan, yeah, you can go first. Yeah, Dan, go first. yeah no, that was. Uh, I think that's the top thing is injuries. Um, and and I think it's just, I you know, this is a team that plays on swings of momentum. Uh, so I think it's, it's a lot of intangible things that can potentially like hold this team back. I think to a degree it's, it's maybe not playing super, super tight for, for 90 minutes, 90 plus, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's a discipline thing. It's a, uh, injuries or just circumstance thing, but I don't necessarily think there's a, a, a ton of weakness in just like, you know this team's ability just raw ability mm. i would you know i'm i'm with angus on this uh you know uh i i hate betting against dc you know i don't i don't necessarily take joy when i call a loss or anything like that um but you know it because it hurts because this is a team that has a lot of raw ability that has a lot of power has a really good coach and you know um 
I think just the the weaknesses are just just things that are just kind of outside the um, actual playing of the game, uh, you know, and and that's that's really sort of where it's at. It's it's the mental discipline, it's the fitness, and just when this team finds momentum, because there were, you know, in the, in the string of losses that we had starting with Nashville uh, a couple months ago, um, we had a swing of momentum against Nashville. We scored early uh, and, and, you know, we were ready to go and then we didn't capture it. Uh, The team kind of rested or they didn't necessarily um, commit to, to stepping on their throat and you know the the team suffered for it now you know obviously uh with Kempen and goal like this is one of those things Mm. but you know um this is this is a team that needs to be disciplined and and can't get comfortable with a lead they have to absolutely go for everything yeah we're definitely a team that plays with the heart on our sleeves right yeah Um, yeah it's really funny. I, I look back at there's this Amazon Prime show. It's called Mozart in the Jungle. And the conductor in the show, it's a weird show about the New York Orchestra, right? But the conductor in the show is very similar to Hernan in a way, right? They're both very much about his, the, the conductor's saying was always play with the blood, play with the passion, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how we play. That's the kind of style that we play. We play that hard. We play passionately. We we play with our heart on our sleeves and we're ready for it to get crushed at any moment. That's what ended up happening yeah. in Orlando. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how, that's how teams succeed in the playoffs when draws do not matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The issue is, is that's also how teams fail in the playoffs. A great example of that was our 2019 playoff bow out to Toronto, right? We played with yeah. our, we, we, we played safe for a while, yeah. played hard for the last bit to get that drawing goal tied it up and then we had overcommitted ourselves and gave up four in extra time. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That was that's not a good game. Not a great game at all. But that's that's the that's them's the breaks in the playoffs, right? Anything can happen. It's the playoffs. And right yeah. now I see a DC team that is in a very similar situation but in a completely different situation. It's going to be them's the breaks in the playoffs, but is it going to be them's the breaks for the same reasons? Definitely not. Yeah. No, and it's it's one of the things that, uh, and I'm going to say this is a weakness, um, and this is not just for us though, but uh, referee. Oh, for sure, but that's that's going to be a weakness for, for the, rest that, of the season. Yeah. It's always going to be a weakness when you've got the current system of refereeing in the United States. Um, yeah, but that's a discussion for a whole nother time. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I'm just can't think of anything else to add because you guys have uh, covered it very very nicely um right let's just take one last look at the show notes we that little wrap-up was about the chaos which you've told you told us about so yep, dc can end up finishing third in the east but also finishing second in the east at the same time which just you know as... i'm i'm willing to root for it with the idea that dc ends up with a home playoff game right oh yeah and I mean, we I'm... can get Results. I, I think DC can finish second in this league, to be honest. And the way that that ends up happening is by us beating Nashville on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So if we don't get that win, there goes our, there goes our the, second place is done, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I want us to play as if we're on the outside looking in, right? Yeah. So, we're, we're we're the underdogs in this scenario. 
That's how we yeah. should be. And that's how we should play every game. We should play every game assuming that nobody likes us because that's the that's the cold hard truth yeah. in this league. Well, the, the uh, MLS writers don't like us. So. <laughs> They're not going to like us until we build another shiny 30,000-seat stadium with uh, a new rebrand with an even blander name. I, you know, I'm not like, going to know a blander name, a blander badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna the, screw the eagle. It's just gonna be the 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 just the flag in the in the in the round roll, right? Yeah, yeah. In the shield, it's just gonna be a flag. That's it. DCFC, and then they'll care about us, <laughs> which is complete bullshit. I would hate that. I. I I don't know how I would feel. I and, and that's how Montreal fans feel right now. That's a shame. Yeah. But yeah, and New England are about to go through rebrand as well. It's but but from what I can understand, it's actually a received re, well received rebrand. I believe they're I keeping quite... the they're keeping the revolution name. It's really yeah. just a retooling a of their badge, yeah. which hasn't been touched since 1996, which ends our our Montreal Canadiens streak of having a team that hasn't messed with a thing for a very long time. Yeah. Um here, but, here here's the only rebrand I would ever accept. Going with your your flag motif, Angus. I'm I'm down with that, but you bring back the dips and you build a statue of Johan Cruyff outside of Audi Stadium. <laughs> yeah, right next to Ben Olsen, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've we've got a we've got a rebrand name here. Club, Club de Capita. <laughs> oh my god, Albert. <laughs> Stop. Stop Love giving it. them ideas, okay? Love it. <laughs> and I've just seen um, Tom just going on about, for the rest of the season, some keys to every game. Because we know how DC likes to throw out their keys to the game. Yep. Uh, punish the mistakes, limit our own. Absolutely. Yep. Know when to press to create offense, but also to get organized defensively behind it. Yeah, very simple. Yeah, just basically yeah. don't get caught out on the counter. That's, yeah. that's you know, do what I normally do, which is generalize everything. Just yeah. don't get caught out on the counter and we'll be fine. Yeah. But easy. the issue is his D gets caught out on the counter a lot. <laughs> yeah. Especially if Alfaro's playing. The first goal we ever conceded of the new season was due to us being caught out on an overload and countered yep. pretty effectively. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Simple right. enough. It's Felipe you can break some ankles. So we'll 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 see what happens. Physically break ankles as opposed to the dribbling breaking. Yes, exactly. Yes. I mean that if Felipe is going to do anything, it's going to be the latter on that one. He's not going. Yeah. He's not going. Shout to out Vinny Jones. He's a <laughs> shout out Vinny Jones. Vinny That's what Jones. we wanted of Felipe this weekend. Oh, Vinny Jones. Yes. The crazy gang. Oh, those were the days. Those were the days. Back when you could actually uh, grab people's nuts and you wouldn't get red carded for it. Yeah, you know back. <laughs> Back when, back when, back when football was football and that kind of exactly, shit. Yeah. yeah. And everybody we're, wore men, co- men. Yeah. You know, all the fat dudes you see at an England game with their shirts off. That's when they were boys. Like that's, that's the kind yeah. of soccer they want to see. Neil, yeah. Millwall fans. Neil Razor Ruddick. Fans. Yeah. If you know who Just he is. Millwall. And Millwall on West Ham. Just all Millwall. Ham fans. Just Millwall. No, just Millwall. Just because West Ham's got a shiny new stadium. Millwall still plays it. And leads, and everyone yeah. needs oh, yeah. to be rocking a George Best cut. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yes. yes, or shaved head, or complete shaved head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Nothing in between. <laughs> oh, you, you know, David Beckham's got nothing on you, James. Don't worry. Oh. Nah. 
I mean, I'm, Bend I'm it not like doing Beckham. A Beckham back. has nothing on you. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Right. On that note, let's uh, let's end it because we we are coming up to a healthy one hour forty five minutes almost. So yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a good one. So thank you, lads, for taking the time out again to come and do this. Again, so. put us on if you're on the ESPN Plus broadcast and you don't have Dave Johnson. Uh, just put us yes. on and we'll just do match commentary. Oh, look, there goes Sorga again. He's come oh. back from Venlo and he scored. <laughs> yeah, It's like the water boy. He came on at halftime. Nobody knew he was here. And that's his eighth flipping neck. He scored an Ovech trick. Ovech trick. <laughs> that's a deep cut I, for I, all of us. All I of get us that. Caps fans. I got that. You've seen the Ovech trick commercial? No, I've not seen the commercial, but I know who you were talking about. So there was an that's old commercial. Something. There was an old commercial for NHL, it might have been a Discover ad, like the credit card company, oh. or it was like NHL on NBC, and oh. Alex Ovechkin scored nine goals in a game, and so it like went viral as the name was Ovechtrick, because he's the only guy who could ever score nine goals in a game. To be fair, he probably is the only guy who can ever score nine goals in a game. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, that, you know, that's a early 2010s, early to, late 2000s ad that is just forever in my head from watching nice. Caps games of, of an NHL network of days past. Back when they were like on the outdoor channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Versus, when Versus was a sports yes. network. I love that. Never That's met very true, Richard. That's my buddy Richard. He, I, used to, I used to go to high school with him. Aww. Hope Purdue's treating you well there, big guy. Oh, bless. Right, so let's wrap things up. Angus... Yeah. Tell the good. I mean, I can see you've got your your Twitter handle right there. Yep, you so, can find me at that Twitter handle, uh, angus.s.long on Instagram. Um, but also, I'm going to use my shout out portion to shout out 202 Unique. I'm wearing the shirt right now. Got the scarf that, behind yeah. me. Um, they're the uh, DC United LGBTQ plus um, supporters group for members of that community and allies. I myself am an ally, and I just wanted to shout them out because they're doing fantastic things to make the game a lot more inclusive. Um, you can find them at 202unique on Twitter, uh, 202unique on Instagram, I believe. And um, yeah, they're doing great stuff. So make sure to go give them a follow. Go check out what they're doing because they're they're good people and they've done a lot of good things recently for the game here. So. Yeah, absolutely. Great yeah. shout out, Angus. Thank you for that. Um, Daniel, hey. where, can, where can the good folks find you? Yeah, find me on Instagram and Twitter at SDakotaSoccer. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, uh, like I said, I, or I have always said, like I work in social media, so I don't spend a ton of time on Twitter, but I do <laughs> love getting in with the, uh, supporters group chat, uh, whenever games happening and yeah, it's just, it's a fun, fun group. And that's, yeah, that's just the best. Love everyone in there. Yeah. And look at that link below um, if you want to come and join us. Uh, it is the dcunitedkingdom.com forward slash membership. And if you want to come and follow me on Twitter, it's at DC United Kingdom. Um, you'll see all the updates coming through. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at DC United Kingdom FC. If you want to support the show in any way, um, just head to that link, buy.link forward slash DC United Kingdom. You'll see everything on there, different ways you can support the show. And as always, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, hit the subscribe button. And if you're watching on YouTube, also hit like, because that is very much appreciated. And feel free to share it with all your mates, because, you know, sharing is caring. Um, so, again, thank you, Angus. Thank you, Daniel, down there.
for coming on and having this epic, epic episode. And until next time, I'm going to look at the camera for this one. Vamos United. Vamos, Vamos guys. United. Thanks for having me on again. <laughs>